This week on Minnesota Native News, primary results are in for members of the Minnesota Chippewa tribe and expressions of hope after a week of protests. Producer Lori Stern has those stories. Four of the six bands in the Minnesota Chippewa tribe had contested primaries for chair. At Grand Portage, Bobby Deschamps will be the new chair after winning a majority of votes over incumbent Beth Drost. Incumbent Farron Jackson will be the chair at Leech Lake. The Mille Lacs Band will have a runoff between incumbent Melanie Benjamin and Carolyn Bolio. The general election is set for August 18th, when committee member races will also be decided. All right. That's the sound of young people creating something new. In this case, it's a mural. Uh, Dos, my name is Missy Whiteman. I belong to the Northern Arapaho and Kickapoo Nations. And I am here on Franklin Avenue at the library. And we're working on a thank you mural for AIM and for the Native community for protecting the avenue. Missy Whiteman is an artist and filmmaker and the recipient of many awards, including the 2020 McKnight Media Artist Fellowship. It's really important to have Indigenous voices right now, especially when we're talking about rebuilding and we're talking about you know, coming into the new world because we've been a part of you know, seeing systems, seeing you know, societies, seeing structures that aren't sustainable crumble. And you know, the best metaphor that I've heard and seen in this movement is the phoenix. And so we see like murals all around, you know, the Twin Cities. We see that metaphor because it's like while things are crumbling, they're, they're you know, projects like this, just small, you know, one day projects that are giving thanks to the community. People are coming together and, you know, are helping. A phoenix rising from the ashes suits what's happening down on Lake Street at McGizzy. McGizzy supports Native youth as they claim their heritage and find their creativity. The building burned during the protests, but donors and volunteers are stepping up. And recently there was a unity celebration. That's where I met Angelica Deloria and asked her to file this report. Hello, my name is Angelica Deloria. McGizzy has kind of been a second home for me just because my brother worked there when he was in high school and I've known the people for a long time. I really think that the current events that have happened with George Floyd are going to highly impact us here at McGizzy. Not only do we have to rebuild our current site, which was burned down, but we also have to help our brothers and sisters within the Native community who have been impacted some way, either it be physically or emotionally during this time. I personally have been reaching out to both my family members and friends who currently are still living on the south side of Minneapolis, making sure that they're okay and staying safe. I grew up in that same neighborhood, so I'm doing everything in my power at the moment to where I can help both McGizzy and my neighborhood rebuild and thrive during this time of much-needed change. Again, that was Angelica Deloria, a member of the McGizzy community. The event at McGizzy and the event at the Franklin Library are part of an outpouring of artistic expression and solidarity that have followed the protests against police violence. Here's another youth report from Jennifer Cortez on what moved her to action. Bonjour, Jennifer Indigenous Cause, Gakabikan and Dungjaba. 
Hello everyone, my name is Jennifer. I'm 16 and I'm from the Leech Lake, a band of Ojibwe. I am also a youth, a part of the Kittowin Acting Ensemble. We do theater activities and plays around our communities. On Monday, the Kittowin youth decided to draw a mural in George Floyd's name on their building. We painted this mural to show that we support the Black Lives Matter movement and that we stand with you and we support you. My piece was Black Lives Matter. I made it in different and bold colors to catch people's eyes. I wrote matter in red hand prints. I felt that that was pretty powerful to write it like that. It shows that how the police department have blood on their hands and we aren't getting the justice. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.